0: Today's episode is sponsored by Game Day HR. Game Day HR is changing the way the world thinks about HR. With capabilities to absorb a business's day to day HR tasks or support the current HR team, Game Day HR provides an affordable and efficient, dedicated HR team to help push your business forward. Visit www.gamedayhr.com today to schedule a free, that's right, free HR audit for your business. With Game Day HR, it's game day every day. We get down to the beat, you We get down, down to the beat, you Hello, and welcome to the HR Sucks Podcast, beat, where we'll get down to the good, the bad, and the crap of workplaces today. Y'all, I am reeling with this next guest that we have. I have the book that she wrote. It's on my coffee table. I went through it in about a day uh, to get through every single page. It's beautiful. We have with us today author Marisa Acochella. She is a New York Times bestselling author of the graphic novels, The Big Shebang, which is the book that I have, and Antenna, the graphic memoir, Cancer Vixen, and just who the hell is she anyway? She is also a cartoonist for The New Yorker, and her work has appeared in the New York Times, Glamour, and, oh, the Oprah magazine. A breast cancer survivor, she is the founder of the Marisa Acuicello Foundation, which, through a grant from Bloomingdale's, funds the fee, funds the free Marisa Acochella Empowerment Program that includes holistic therapies and journaling classes and more for women with breast cancer and breast cancer survivors at the Mount Sinai Best Israel Comprehensive Cancer Center. Marisa lives in Jersey City. Marisa, how are you even here right now? Like, how are you
1: on my show? Well, because... You tweeted me after something ran, after I did a podcast for um, true love and wild sex. And um, I just liked your energy and I'm all about energy. And I was like, oh my God, this girl sounds amazing. I really need to talk to her. So that's how it happened.
0: That's it. I'm done. I. <laughs> that's of the all show. about energy, baby, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is. And so, and so you and I have, you know, we've had a brief conversation and, and listeners might be curious about why an amazing illustrator and author would want to come on a show called HR sucks. And my first feeling was it's like my show and I can do whatever the fuck I want. And then, and then I got off my high horse. Right. And I realize that anyone who has pursued or is pursuing their passion belongs here. And I'm just so glad we made this happen because I want to dive deep into how you started this and completed it. And so please share with our listeners the journey from deciding to create this magical piece of work, the big shebang to publishing it and now
1: getting to share it with the world. Okay, so... It's, and it's interesting that you talk about HR sucks, right? Because I actually started out in advertising, okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I really, really hated it. I didn't like having a corporate job. I didn't like being squelched. I didn't like, you know, working for the man, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, I, Whenever I went into client meetings, every I would everybody thought I was taking copious notes, but I was drawing this blonde bombshell I drew ever since I could remember. <laughs> when I was three years old, I would just imitate my mother. She was doing trend reports for the shoe company that she was working for. My mother was a shoe designer. In fact, this is a crazy story. Okay. So okay. when my mother was pregnant with me, she got a phone call. And on the other end was this woman who said, hello, could I speak to the designer? And my mother said, I'm the designer in her New Jersey accent. And the woman said, hi, this is Jackie, Jackie Kennedy. I have a size and 11 11 and a half shoe and I need somebody to design shoes for me for a very special occasion. And my mother first didn't believe her. And then she said, well, I'm a size 11. We could commiserate. So my mother went off and she designed Jackie's shoe and guess what the special occasion was? What? JFK's inauguration. Oh
0: my gosh, what a win.
1: What What a a win, win. right? Oh my goodness. So my mom was pregnant with me, right? Anyway, so I'm three years old, I'm imitating my mom, drawing these fabulous women wearing fabulous shoes, right? Mm -hmm. By the time I'm eight years old, I get really bored with them because the women do not have a voice and like, they have nothing to say to me. So like, I'm bored, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, whatever. So we have this big vacation that wasn't the Jersey shore. <laughs> and we wind up, cause you know, Jersey, Jersey shore. Right. Sure. My, dad, my dad splurges on a vacation. We go to Bermuda. We stay in this pink elephant of a house mm-hmm. and on the walls of the pink elephant of the house or are, are all these like drawings with captions on them. Okay. And, oh my gosh. The women that I'm drawing can actually talk, right? Turns mm-hmm. out we were in James Thurber's house, the great New Yorker cartoonist. So it's crazy, like, it's crazy. So that night I just dove into all these old New Yorkers and books that James Thurber wrote, and I was so like obsessed. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, flick the lights on, and I found all these like red ants crawling all over me. And I like then, yeah. I like to say it was then that I was bitten by the cartoonist bug. Okay. Oh my God. I would have like I know I was totally freaked out. I hate bugs. But anyway, so I totally like went into advertising, forgot that I was meant to be a cartoonist, right? There I am in client meetings. You know, everybody thinks I'm taking copious notes, but I'm actually drawing that blonde bombshell that I totally, you know, yeah, drew since I was three. And December 31st, uh, it was 1990, 30 years ago today, I usually, I usually write what I want to achieve you know, in my journal for the year on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve, but instead I went back and drew that bombshell that I started drawing when I was three with a gun in her mouth with a line. She was a little upset during the meeting and it was all about how I wanted to leave my corporate job. I wanted to leave like advertising. I wanted to follow my career path. And that was my great big moment. That was my great big epiphany. And that's when I became a cartoonist. Oh, and the other thing I forgot to tell you is before I started writing in my journal, I lit all these candles, right? Mm -hmm. And called in the higher spirits. And when I had that epiphany, I leaned into the, this candle and my hair caught on fire. So not oh no. only did I have the career I was meant to have, but I had to cut my hair, got a shag and I got a new hairstyle as, as well. So life changing your life, life changing. changed. in such yeah, like yeah.
0: A, a small moment. And, and that's interesting that you bring that up because and this uh, relating it to HR, because that's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily that you worked for a bad company. It wasn't like you worked for a, a shitty culture or this. It was almost probably like, no matter what they tried to do, you were going to feel this way because you just weren't doing what you wanted to do.
1: I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't creating what I wanted to create. I wasn't creating the life I wanted to create. I wasn't creating the life's work I wanted to create. And I felt like, you know, I was really, I was just creatively unfulfilled on so many levels. I was unfulfilled pretty much globally and in every area of my life. So when I had that great big moment, that was a game changer for me. And that actually happened 30 years ago, right? Right. On, yeah, on New New Year's Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, so everything turned around. I spent the year developing my comic strip, She, Mm-hmm. And a year later it appeared in Mirabella magazine, and that was how I started my career as a cartoonist. So I've been a cartoonist for 30 years so and that I mean was the, that was a game changer. You, but
0: I, you you make cartoons I mean, you put it on a whole nother level, I will have to say like these are pretty these are like you. very pretty cartoons and they're thank not. You. Yeah. They're so detailed with color. And, and that's why I keep using this term magical mm-hmm. for your book, because it just feels like magic, you know, it's just very aesthetically like stimulating, you know? Um, and, and let me ask you, and, and, and this is like really important, I think for anybody, organizations, founders, whoever listening to this, did anybody ever ask you, you know, at your advertising job, Hey, what do you want to do? Like what 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 what's your passion, Marisa? Like what do you want to do and how can we help like, you know, nurture that?
1: No, no, and no. Nobody ever asked me that. Not one person. It's so
0: important. You know, it's so it's like in an organization's best interest to ask this question. Is it I think
1: you're I think you're really I think you're absolutely right. I mean, nobody asked me about my dreams, my life goals, what I how I wanted to improve my life, improve everybody's life around me, and improve the planet. Not one person asked me that question. I think that's a question we should ask each other so we could bring each other up and evolve the planet and humanity at the same time. Nobody ever asked that question. Oh my gosh, you should put that question on a t-shirt and sell the shit out of it. <laughs>
0: Thank you. i uh, Maybe I will. You hear that? You hear that? I think, I think uh, you, you should. You're going to design it. You're going to make a cartoon design,
1: for it. <laughs> it. And then we'll like donate a percentage of it <laughs> to like people fulfilling their dreams.
0: It's so, it, that's so good. And it's so important because um, like even with my staff, you know, when I first started the company, I just, I had already set in stone. This was what I was going to do, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, they kind of came on and at the beginning I have them doing administrative or whatever you know things that you kind of have to do and then after a while as we grew I asked them like what like what do you want to do like how can I help you and they were just like nothing they're like I don't know I never thought about it Mm -hmm. and these are like these aren't young you know they're 30s Uh, some of them are parents, you know, these aren't, this isn't like a college grad or someone in college who understandably doesn't know what they want to do. These are like grown people. And they were just like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, well, if you don't want to do HR, just let me know, we can find another path. Maybe you want to do content or maybe they
1: just, they just didn't know. But the fact that you asked them, I hope got them thinking. And when they started thinking, they started trying to figure it out. I have 11 year old twin nieces, right? Mm -hmm. I always say to them, what do you girls wanna do with your life? And they're like, one is like, wants to be an artist and design games and write books and stuff like that. So she's always drawing. In fact, when I call her, she doesn't pick up the phone, which I'm like, hey, I'm your aunt, babe. Like, you know, (laughs) pick up the phone for me, right? But the other one's like, Auntie Marisa, I don't know. But I'm like, here's how you find out. Just start dreaming and mm-hmm. dream your life. And when you dream your life and you see it, then you could believe it and then you can achieve it. Like that's what I tell them all the time. Exactly, I, I, yes. Yeah, you know, and it's all about, like I say, you know, see it you, when you dream it and, and, and see it, right? It's like that energy goes into the fifth dimension, right? It becomes a hologram and then it comes down into matter and then it becomes real. Like that's Absolutely. what I tell them all the time, so absolutely
0: and i have an eight-year-old daughter and um yeah and she like she thinks i'm annoying because i say things like that because she doesn't understand it right she's Mm -hmm. she was trying to climb up a slide that was like slippery she wanted to get to the top and she kept saying like i can't do it and all i said to her was if you say you can't you won't right and she's just pissed right like she Mm would have totally just swung at me if she if i wouldn't have beat her ass um, but she kept doing it and she couldn't do it, she couldn't, and she said she said, I can't. And all I said to her was, If you say you can't, you won't. Mm-hmm. And so we went back the next day and she figured it out. She pulled her pant legs up so her knees would have like texture, right? With the slide, and she climbed all the way up using like the stickiness of her skin and, and the slide, and she was like, I did it. And I'm like, There you go. That, ain't that something? That's you know? a great story.
1: That's a great story. It's simple, right? It's such yeah, a simple, but- like,
0: who cares if your kids, you know, was able to climb up the slide, but I just want to put that there, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to put that there. But in the meantime, even with your nieces, they're probably like, here, here, Auntie Marisa goes again, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I, I feel like if you plant the seed, right. And the soil is fertile and you water it, it's going to grow. That's why we got to keep nurturing the kids and nurturing everybody and nurturing the child inside everybody right it's like the the more we we incite or inspire the better people will be i believe you know it's all about achieving your dreams and evolving and evolving everybody around us and evolving the planet it's like that's how the shift happens
0: it's so funny. And, and before we, I really want to get to this book, but Mm -hmm. um, people always laugh because there's always this question of like, how do you get, you know, how do you get these, this person or that person to talk to you and be friends with you? And it's really like, it's just like a genuine curiosity that I have for people, you know, Mm -hmm. especially people who have maybe had a certain like financial or career success. I just ask them, like what's next like what do you want to do like what is your contribution to the world like what and they're just like nobody ever bothers to ask them they're just like they want to know how they did it right like how did they get to this point um but for me I want to know okay you got here now what like you still have life right like what is it is it is it going to be, you know, like, what's your impact? I just want to know what their goals and their dreams are. It's something that I, and I remember them. I don't know why that's like so weird for a lot of people, but if you tell me what you want to do, because you, you know, you meet so many people just as you, right. You're going, you're doing your, this tour for your book and these, you know, other things. Um, I want to remember you. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the sure way for me to remember you is to know what you what you want your impact to be. Mm -hmm. And that's the journey I want to follow is that impact. And so with that, what, I mean, what do you want your readers to take away from this work that you've created?
1: That is a great question. I love that you asked me that. Okay. So first of all, it's interesting that, you know, when I was writing the big shebang, I had this idea actually in in the nineties when I was writing my comic strip sheet and I had the title, The Big Shebang, and I've always thought, well, you know, how could a male god create all of this? Life had to to have been born from a woman. A woman creates life. So that was always something that I questioned. I've always questioned everything anyway. I'm like Mm -hmm. Columbo in that regard. Remember that, like, yes yeah yeah so i'm like <laughs> what about this what about this what about this and sometimes i could drive people nuts right so i ask a lot of questions so that was one big question i've always asked right so i i've had this idea for a very long time and um so first i started researching about god the mother and i looked at the gnostics and the apocrypha of Hammadi. so i've had these books for like 25 years Then as I'm writing the book, I'm realizing that, okay, you take the story of Eve, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. The origin story, which is very different. It's an an inverted version of what we know Eve to be. I mean, our whole history is one of inversion. It's not what you really think it is. Mm -hmm. I'll get more to that point in a minute. But here's the thing about Eve. Everybody thinks Eve came out of Adam's rib and she's subservient to him. That's according to the the Bible, which I call the book written about a bunch of men, about a bunch of men, (laughs) right? right. So, So, So basically in the Apocrypha, Eve is the power. Eve is the divine spark. Adam was a lump of clay and Eve gave him life. She blew life, the spirit, the divine, the stardust into him. And she's like the mother of the living. That's a very different take on what we were told, right? Mm -hmm. And that is empowering to women. And that lifts us up. And I wanted to write a book about the divine feminine. But once I started getting into it, right, I realized that we are all divine. It's about the divine male and the divine female. And we have been squelched by all these stories that we were told. And we, and it's because we are much more powerful than what whoever is in power, whether you call them globalists or deep state or whatever, but we are much more powerful than we were led to believe. And that's why I really wanted to come on your show because HR sucks, yeah, it does. We are much more powerful than any corporation has ever told us, which is why I love that you asked, what are your dreams? How do you wanna fulfill your life? How can you access the divine within and and be who you were meant to be? We are so much more powerful and it's time we access that power. So that's really what this book is about. It's about humanity realizing who they are originally that we are not made of dust but we are made of stardust we are divine we are powerful much more powerful than we ever ever imagined and all we have to do is believe it and access our power oh my gosh that is so i mean it's it brings me back to
0: it was maybe a year ago and this sparked this is probably why I've, i've taken so much interest in the this book and you and and the, the, uh, the library of, of nom of nom.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and the reason for that is don't laugh at me, but one, one evening I was eating and I had a client who makes these edibles that are, that may or may not be infused with some plant stuff. And, um, I ate one And I was on YouTube or something and it was an episode with Joe Rogan and Russell
1: Brand. Okay. I love those two.
0: Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. And so I'm watching it and they're talking about how, um, just that maybe heaven or hell is not necessarily like a physical place. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have struggled with religion with with structured religion my whole life. You know, my, mm-hmm. my grandfather was a Baptist minister, definitely not somebody who I would consider to be a good person, um, you know? And, and so I've always had this like corrupt view of like Christianity and religion altogether. I've tried, I've gone to churches, I've listened to the pastors and I'm, I don't know if it's like, I'm just intolerable. I'm not sure, but there was always something that they said at some point that made me not wanna ever go back. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a combination of things. Like one of them was saying how he would talk about his sister who identified as a homosexual. And then one day, magically, he announced that she was no longer a homosexual. And I'm kind of like, bro, come on. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Okay.
0: I felt terrible for her. I was thinking of her and I felt Mm -hmm. like, wow, what that poor woman, you know, like Mm -hmm. to be under this pressure of like a brother who is this renowned Christian minute, and I just couldn't go back. You know, I have, I
1: get that. I have a
0: stepbrother. He's um, homosexual. And, you know, I just think of, I thought of him and I'm like, God, I would never want him to live that kind of life, you Mm -hmm. know? And so then I go to another one and then it was just, you know, I felt like they were just campaigning for money and tithing tithings. And I just like, Oh, there was always something, you know, that Mm -hmm. made me just not want to go back. And, but I believe there was something bigger, you know, I just felt like, I think after watching that episode with Joe Rogan and Russell, I just, I believe in God. I felt it, you know, I Mm -hmm. felt God, I felt the warmth. I felt the peace, like overtake me in a way that I can't even describe it. Like happiness, tears. Like I've had, I've had those feelings before.
1: I just don't have a name for it. You you know what? I think maybe one of the reasons why you responded to the big shebang, I basically called from I took from the Gnostics right okay who wrote the Apocrypha and um, the codices that were found in 1945 in Nag Hammadi, Egypt right which I say mm-hmm. like two brothers were digging for a so- soft soil in a cave in Nag Hammadi, and through what I call divine feminine intervention because mother earth basically like they unearthed these codices. They mm-hmm. were digging and found them in a red um, red clay jar, right? And and mm-hmm. these were the stories that um, I've written from. And the Gnostics basically said, and they believed that you don't need to go through a church. If you want to access God, you've got a link, a direct link. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go talk to you know, a priest who's got like, rings and a dress and all this pomp and blah 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 i mean i'm not believe me i love going into a church i feel the magic i feel the spirit i love the virgin mary i love all the saints Mm -hmm. okay but i'm talking about the actual church like the church that's like run you know and the pedophiles and i have big issues with the catholic church right Mm -hmm. and i'm catholic not to say that I don't love the ritual of the church, but I have, but anyway, they say that you could just go directly like God, you could just go directly to God and God the mother. So that's what I believe. I have a direct line. It's like mm-hmm. when you pray, you have a direct line. And you could bypass the church, bypass the, we could talk about the matrix, right? Mm -hmm. I see the matrix, you know, like the matrix, everybody says, yeah, the matrix was a great movie. Well, the matrix was really a great documentary because that shit is real, right? Yeah. That's another thing that's pushing us down, right? The matrix is the media. It's like, you know, Hollywood telling you to program you. It's like, tell live vision, tell you what to believe. It's like, once you, did you see, <laughs> I saw you, I, what? I saw you the television. tell live vision, live <laughs> vision programming. It's like, they're not showing, you know, you're not, you know, watching programming, they're programming you. Right. So, and it's like the media telling you what to believe. We have our own thoughts. We have our own opinions. You know what it's called research, research, go back and take another look, think for yourself. Right. So anyway, the matrix is like this huge veil, okay? Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is put up your antenna, pierce that veil, and access the higher consciousness, access God, the Father, God, the Mother. That's what the Gnostics are saying. That's what's happening right now with this whole truth movement. And just like, you know, HR sucks, corporations pushing you down, the media is pushing you down, the veil's pushing you down, we could pierce that veil pierce the veil and just access the higher consciousness and realize who we're meant to be it's again i I come back to our divinity who we are how powerful we are and it's like you talk about the church again there's like the whole vatican library right Mm -hmm. which right right like the vatican library has 50 miles of books that we don't even know about our secret history is in that library why is it held back from humanity? Because they don't want us to know how powerful we are. Plain totally. and simple. Yeah, because once we know, we could, o- oh my gosh, I'm going to do this t-shirt. Once we know, we can overthrow.
0: Oh, wow. Oh my, yep. I like it. I'd buy um, it. Yeah. I'd be on your pre-order list. And, and that's so important because, and and when we talk about organizations and corporations, it's Mm -hmm. like, we have an opportunity now, right? Mm -hmm. Corporations or like, you have an opportunity. If you're a leader in the organization the founder, whatever the investors, whoever the stakeholders are, Mm -hmm. um, you can, you can take the veil off yourselves. And so you won't have to worry about being overthrown. If you just Mm -hmm. take the veil off yourself, be transparent from, you know, entry level all the way up to C-suite. Be transparent. Be genuinely curious about your employees and what they want to do and what they don't want to do and what drives them. I mean, revenue wise, even if we look at it from financials, you will have a radically loyal workforce. When mm-hmm. you have a radically loyal workforce, that results in a lot of money because it they're does, productive, right. you know, right. they're productive, they're they're creating a amazing products out of your organization they're selling the crap out of them mm-hmm. i mean i mean this is an opportunity for them to just okay listen this is how we've been doing things for X amount of time. We don't want to do this anymore. This is where we've been messing up. This is where we've gone wrong and and we want to do better for you. And this mm-hmm. is how we're going to do it. And we want all of you to be a part of it. And if you feel like this isn't something, this isn't your passion, by all means, We'll help you find another job. We'll be a a, a positive reference for you because we really just want people who believe in the same mission and the same passion as us. And this is what it is. I mean,
1: they just don't understand, like just admit you're wrong. That's all it takes. That's all. I agree. And it's also about intention, right? I love what you're saying. Like take a corporation that is like putting out products that are, okay, like a food company, for instance, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Let's use them as as an example. A company, or a makeup company even better, right? Right. They're manufacturing lipsticks that have chemicals in them. And when you eat something or lick lick your lips, you're putting that toxicity in your body, right? Mm -hmm. But they're making money off you and they don't care. And they know what they're doing and they still don't care, right? Mm -hmm. People who work for that company subconsciously are going to know what they're doing and they're like collecting a paycheck. They're not going to feel good about themselves. The people at the top don't care, right? Mm -hmm. The people who work for them do care and they're feeling bad, okay? Then there's another company, another lipstick company that's a startup, right? That uses pure ingredients. Everything's organic. And people, and they really care, right? And the people who work for them, they really care. And you know why, and you know why that company is going to grow and succeed? Because they have the heart and soul of the people who work with them. And they really, they all, their mission is in alignment. Their intention is pure. And they just want to do good for themselves and humanity, Okay. So, like, you could take a big makeup company. I'm not going to mention names, but I'm going to take another company (laughs) like St. Jane, and they're like doing good shit. Mm -hmm. So, that's the difference, right? You feel good about yourself. You feel good about your mission. You feel good that you're doing something that's helping, you know, helping the bigger plan, the divine plan. Yeah. And people will
0: answer the call, you know, Mm -hmm. like for me, I just recently switched all my makeup to clean makeup. Right. I'm going to be honest clean makeup mascaras are crappy. They do not give me like the volume that, you right. know, I'm looking for, but I'm willing to mm-hmm. sacrifice that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm willing to sacrifice the extra volume. If it means I'm not exposing my eyes to toxicity or what I'm purchasing, isn't going to kill the environment mm-hmm. or, or hurt the planet. Um, which brings me to, I have I wrote this question after I finished reading, um, the big shebang. So obviously one of the overarching themes is to save the planet, right? Save mother earth. Mm -hmm. And I have this, that is, and I have this interesting question for you. If we referred to earth as a man, do you think that we would have had far, we would have had far more support in saving our planet and
1: caring for our planet? I think that's a great question let me answer it this way okay mother earth is a woman right mm-hmm. okay i think because she is a female and within mother earth she is an actual goddess right mm-hmm. mother earth is i mean she was a goddess that's a whole other story that's like the great i don't want to give away we can't give yeah away yeah yeah, yeah 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 we won't give it away but i mean she, she, who had the biggest Me Too, who's been Me too more than anything or any entity? Mother Earth. We have raped her, we have mistreated her, we've taken advantage of her. I mean, she's been poisoned, her water's poisoned, her air poisoned. I, I think because she was a woman, that's what happened to her. That is one of the big reasons why that happened. So yes, because she is a female entity and a female goddess, She was me too. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, humanity had this bro like attitude towards Mother Earth. They could have their way with her. Well, you know what? The divine feminine is rising and, like, not so fast, buddy, right? (laughs) Things are going to change and she is rising and we're rising along with her. That's why I think it's so important for men and women, the divine male and the divine female, to rise together and create balance. I think that, you know, if there's a matriarchy, it's like, and then that's dominant. I don't think that's so good. And patriarchy is definitely not so good. I think it's all about the balance because those two are societies are two sides of the same coin, really. It, it is. And it, I wrote this question before
0: mm-hmm. I finished reading uh, the book. And so I often feel this like physiological reaction to these terms that are being coined girl boss and, Mm-hmm. CEO and boss babe. I talk about it in my TEDx and I feel these terms are not helping in the fight for gender equality because it mm-hmm. either segregates women to only work with one another, which means you're leaving out a ton of intellectual capital and mm-hmm. resources that you could be using if you partnered with men on, mm-hmm. on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also now like men are, the, the, like they're scared to hire women because they're afraid of this like revolt. And so what do you, from your perspective, what do you think is the difference between you sharing these stories of these divine goddesses and women versus these coined terms being used on social media or these like militant feminism, man-hating philosophies?
1: Okay, so first of all, I'm really glad I have like three different, three parts to your answer. Okay. Okay, so first of all, I totally agree with like leaving men out of the equation because you know what I love men I, Same. I mean yeah I mean like I'm not going to beat on a guy like at all mm-hmm. unless it's a you know, like, sex game whatever but <laughs> yeah but I mean it's you know consensual. What I mean. It's, oh, yeah, consensual. it's consensual it's yeah yeah <laughs> I mean you know what I mean like when I first wrote the book right I found that history is just that his story what happens when we hear from her well her story changes history forever. But that is the reason why I say that is because women have been marginalized, minimized, sidelined and slut-shamed and unnamed throughout history, right? It's time we hear our stories and create a balance because like when you empower women, it's not about disempowering men, it's about both of us rising, right? So that's, that was where I was coming from. Okay, then in terms of like putting men down, right? Um, I think there's a difference between like men and like the dark side of the patriarchy and that's the globalist, right? Mm-hmm. That's the 1%. Those are the ones who think they could control us. Those are the, those are the ones who are behind the great reset. I don't know, if do you know about that? Like the whole I great- do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are the people that are telling us to do bad thing, put bad things into our bodies, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, just rape the planet, mistreat everybody. Don't think for yourselves. It's like the whole globalist media. Like, it's the thing that Eisenhower warned us about when he gave the speech about the military-industrial complex mm-hmm. when they infiltrated the government. I mean, I do this whole thing on Operation Paperclip, in the book. And about how the Nazis basically created the alphabet agencies like the NSA, CIA, CIA FBI, et cetera, right? And he, mm-hmm. you know, basically war- tried to warn us. And now it's like 60 years later, we're beginning to get it and wake up. And it's like the great awakening versus the great reset. Okay. Are you going to wake up? Or are you not going to wake up? And I think just like HR, like the patriarchy in the corporations, like, pushing us down maybe we need a little push down to push back up and maybe like that is what catapults us Mm -hmm. into realizing our dreams into like awakening into like realizing our divinity it all comes back to the same thing it all comes back to actually it all comes back to adam and eve it's biblical
0: I love that. I mean, can we just, can I, can I just say amen? Is that, is that okay? Or <laughs> sure, a woman, we, can say, a, we woman. can say
1: amen and a woman, because we're all about balance, baby.
0: <laughs> I love that. And that is such a great explanation because, um, you know, I think that at first you, you you see this book and it's a big shebang and you understand where you're going and people, I think for me, I, I felt like, okay, what, what is this going to be about? And I got to the end and it was exactly that it was exactly what I believe it was exactly what I preach about balance you mm-hmm. know we have to have balance we're seeing overcorrections in a lot of situations where it's actually hurting us mm-hmm. it hurts it hurts the female you know species when we have like this overcorrection and we're starting to dilute terms and we're starting to swallow up good men who really want to do better They Mm -hmm. want to learn. They want to understand.
1: Like we also have to be forgiving. We have to be forgiving, right? And we have to be loving. Yes. It's about love and it's about higher consciousness. And it's about realizing our dreams and fulfilling our destinies and all rising up and overthrowing those globalists. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's like, I forget that part. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know, it's like, this is our time now. This is our time and we're mm-hmm. going to make this happen. I
0: agree. And talk, you know, speaking of this book, I, I imagine that it took, I mean, I just was going through it and every page is just filled with magic. And,
1: oh, and you. I
0: imagine that it took a tremendous amount of time and energy to complete this and, What strategies could you share with our listeners um, who are currently putting a project off or in the the trenches trying to complete one, but also... Mm I'm sure you probably went back and forth on judgment. How are people going to perceive this work? How, what were people going to take from it? How will you be judged by it? And what is your advice to people really working on something huge or even contrarian, which I do feel this is a contrarian piece of work, right? This is something, this is the first time
1: hearing of something like this. Okay, so to be honest, I I was I really grappled with that, but I felt like, this is, I have this platform right now. Am I going to use it? Or am I going to just, you know, put out status quo stuff that, you know, people aren't going to question and just like toe the, toe the corporate line. And you know what, I really pushed back and I really, I got up every morning and I made myself a, Some organic coffee, right? I love that you (laughs) don't say organic. (laughs) I do. It's like, it's made, yeah, with like, you know, water that doesn't have any fluoride in it, right? (laughs) No calcification of my pineal gland here. Okay. (laughs) And I basically got this little red book. It's a moleskin book, it's small. And I wrote down like all my intentions, what my intentions were, Mm -hmm. and that I wanted to come from a place of higher consciousness. So that's what I did, how I started every morning. And then I went to work. When I went to sleep, I went to sleep with the books that I took the knowledge from. So basically, I went to bed with like all these saints and goddesses. I was such a saint and goddess slut. (laughs) You know? I love it. It's like I didn't date for two years. I mean, I'm going to start dating now, but like I didn't date for two years because like these goddesses and saints, they're such divas, man. They are so demanding. They're like, we're not sharing our bed with anybody. <laughs> so like, that's that's how I wrote this book. And even when I handed it in and God, the mother, the character changed. I mean, I went back and she was like, no, I don't like my hair on this frame. I don't like the way I look. You think that's how I should be talking, you know, change that expression. So I went back and basically redid her. And redrew her so that took more time so but i mean you know even designing the characters like eve the legend is about eve like eve, adam and eve were real people their graves are somewhere in the middle east did you mm-hmm. even know that i didn't know that
0: i heard yeah I just, but i just don't know where like where
1: yeah okay i have to find that out i have a friend who actually went there and mm. to the graves but. But they were nine feet tall and they, like, because Eve was enlightened and infused Adam with a divine spark, they, their bodies were not sunk in matter. They're not as dense as we are, haha, right? Mm -hmm. They were more spirit. She was like, woohoo, she's had, she had stardust. Terrestrial and celestial, just like Mother Earth and just like we are because we are awake. We are like accessing our stardust, our divine spark. So anyway, so, but what does Eve look like? She's, you know, she was like also part of the tree and there's like that whole legend that I get go into with the book, but I had leaves in her hair and her dress made of leaves and like wherever she walks, there's like a trail of leaves behind her and she's very magical. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to infuse every character with the magic and that divine spark. So my intention, like when you say this book has magic, that's exactly what I downloaded, the divine spark into the book. I was conscious about that and did it every day.
0: I mean, and and my point being, that's a lot. I mean, you create, there's so many characters you had to develop in there, you know, and you had to design and put faces and gowns and, and clothing. I mean, there's a lot there was, there, there's a lot in there. And that's why I was just like, how do you,
1: how did you keep going? How did you, I like- was just compelled to do it. I, I was driven. I mean, I had like the divine feminine pushing me to do this book. I mean, add, I, let's take Mary Magdalene, for instance, one of my favorite stories. And I love that one, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I found out a ton of stuff about her. I, I really did a deep dive on Mary Magdalene and I didn't know that she was a princess that her father was one of the kings of the 12 tribes of israel i didn't know that her mother queen um, eucharist had a visitation from the archangel gabriel right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i didn't know that i found all this stuff out and i didn't know that she was she was about to marry the richest man in babylon but she was kidnapped and sex trafficked and sold into prostitution And then she has this, she escapes, frees herself, frees the women who were also sold into prostitution. Mm -hmm. And then she goes back and she has this great love story with Jesus. And not only does she have this great love story, but she becomes the first apostle, the the apostle who knew all. And she has like this triangle with St. Peter who wanted to push her down and squelch her. I mean, she. And he, he worked, it worked. Yeah, it did not work, it did work, yeah. because Peter won. Peter won, mm-hmm. he got the ch- keys to the church, but okay, he won then, but you know what? He won the battle, but the war isn't over, and the war for our, our consciousness is on, and we're gonna win it, because we are gonna, like Mary Magdalene told us, she was like one of the, she was the Gnostic, and so was Jesus, that you could access the divine. All you have to do is put your antenna up Pierce the veil, and you got it, and you're on.
0: Yep, yep. And and I'm I I had the privilege of hearing your voice, by the way, before getting the book. And so I read the book in your
1: voice. (laughs) Oh, that's funny.
0: (laughs) Uh, Because you are a character in it, right? Yes, yes, yes. In the book, and so it was just hilarious as I'm like reading it, and I could totally hear your voice. And and so everybody listening now, if you if you haven't, if you don't have the book yet, it's you are you in for something because now you get to hear this voice behind it, which makes it even that more entertaining. Um, Marisa, our mission is to create happier workplaces and happier people are a byproduct of that. I want to know what, I mean, you are happy, I could tell, but what makes you happy?
1: What makes me happy is knowing that I am, am doing something that makes me happy and makes other people happy and respond to the work like you are Katrina I mean this right here makes me really happy and hearing what you're doing and hearing your mission that makes me really happy hearing people achieve their dreams that makes me really happy knowing there are people out there who are going to push back and take control of their lives and do what's right for themselves and humanity. That makes me really happy knowing that humanity is doing what they love and creating a better world and a better earth for mother earth. That makes me really happy. So humanity fulfilling its destiny really makes me happy.
0: I love that. And I have to say, you know, you like, you should have like a trillion followers on social media because the type of energy that you infuse with your work and what you're saying like you're the you're the kind of person people should follow and and so where can all our people Thank follow you, you at Thank what you. where are you what what handles are you
1: using what platforms okay so i'm at marisa Acachella on instagram twitter and facebook
0: mm-hmm. and
1: also um to buy the book. I have a link to word bookstores because we want to support our local bookstores. Right. So that's another thing that I wanted to just put out there.
0: And we'll get that link from you and we'll yes. put that on the episode. Okay. That'd be great. Thanks. Um, so, so anybody, you know, we'll also attach your handles onto mm-hmm. the description. Fantastic we'll put the links. link on there. Highly recommend. Um, this is just such a great piece of work, um, for anybody, even, even males in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, this is, it's, it's magical. It's true. It's beautiful. I think, I think male or female will just take value from that males, especially, you know, I think that one of the questions I, the last question I had for you was how can males nurture, the women in their, the women and the girls in their lives? Like, how can they help them find and access this divine power?
1: Well, okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to answer that and I'm going to, I'm going to give you a few different answers. First of all, um, the love story of Mary Magdalene and Jesus, right? Where they Mm -hmm. have create balance and they have like this great sex scene in the book it's where they access their kundalini and their mm-hmm. love explodes and explodes into the planet and to the universe etc that's like the best way to do it like you know if you like i live in jersey city i live on the east coast like it's hard enough to find a guy but a guy like jesus all right but <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i mean i think it's all about love for starters even look at earth, earth is an anagram for heart, right? So that's mm-hmm. our heart love connection. So that's, you know, that's like the best expression of love, but just love of and honoring the divine within every person you see, whether it's male or female, that's another. Also like going back to Adam and Eve, right? And when the archons, the demigod, who uh, ruled Eden then, when he saw how powerful Eve was, he implanted the thought of Eve coming from Adam's rib. And that was the first divine, that was the start of the divine and conquer humanity master plan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, right, it was there, it was man versus women. Now it's like Jew versus Christian, black versus white, Democrat versus Republican. The sooner we look at what unites us, right? See what unites us. and instead of focusing what divides us and then turn that unity we all become one and fight the globalists and the one percent and those people that are pushing us down the stronger we are so it's again finding the what unites us and the divine spark within all of us male or female it's all about balance so it's all about you know what it's like we are who we have been waiting for is my friend laura eisenhower would tell us it's like you're it it's like you want to save the world you can save the world Mm -hmm. that's really what where i'm coming from and that's my answer we can all come together and we could see the divine within and we could save ourselves and the world I love that. If there's ever like a, the church of uh, Marisa
0: Acochela opening, um, (laughs) I will be its first member. I would gladly give tithings (laughs) to this church that you, and, and it's just so good. This work is beautiful. I love it. I can't wait to see what else um, you do and all of the things that you are going to be working on. And I'm just excited that, that this is happening right now. Like you said, I just happened to stumble upon Wednesday and wits podcast, to be honest. I am um, not, it's funny because they made a comment on one of their episodes that uh, most of their listeners are polyamorous. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not either. I, I don't. Yeah. I have no desire to be, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the information was, was important. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, what your status was a relationship or your love, Mm -hmm. it didn't matter. And so I just happened to stumble upon it and and there you are. And so I feel like you're here now and I'm so happy you're here and I can't wait for like the virus or whatever all this to die down because I'm gonna take a flight to the East coast and you and I are
1: just gonna hang out and- I cannot wait. I really look forward to that. And by the way, I love you. I love your mission. I love what you stand for. stand for empowerment for humanity that is like we are totally in alignment and i just want to just say hi to all your listeners and let's just keep realizing our dreams and uplifting ourselves and ascending and and it's all about love for humanity and the planet and i love all of you and thank you so much for having me on this has been a great honor
0: Oh no, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for everybody who's listening. You can find us on Instagram at hr sucks. Um, we don't have too many followers, so consider yourself You should have a ton members. of followers. <laughs> I should have a ton of followers. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a beat and we will see you on the next episode.